0: This is Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing. The podcast for creatives, directors, voice actors, and podcasters. And you're listening to the Summer Series. If you work with voiceovers, or you're a voice artist, podcaster, or presenter, then this podcast is definitely for you. It's time to start Talking Creative. Hello, and welcome to the Talking Creative Summer Series. Short and sweet little episodes to help us all make voiceovers better. Now, in episode one, we tackled rule number one in the voiceover game, which is finding the right voice. And in this episode, we're going to be thinking about scripts and how to write words that are going to be read aloud. Now, for almost every project, your voiceover artist is probably going to need a script. And experience tells me that not all scripts are necessarily easy or perfect to read out loud. Now, a good voiceover can probably make even a dull script sound good, but why take that chance? And as this is the summer series, we're going to keep it short. So I've picked out just three things to think about, and they are get personal, keep it simple, And always read your script out loud yourself before you get it signed off. So, get personal. What does that mean? Well, I'm talking about really writing with a person in mind and not, in this instance, about the audience or the listener. I'm talking here about writing a script and thinking voice first. What kind of character or person will be reading your words out loud? writing with that person in mind will really help you. So deciding who is going to be reading out your words is a really helpful thing to think about when you're actually writing your script. So let me explain. I often get narrator scripts. In fact, they're probably the kind of script I get more than anything else. Corporate and explainer scripts, e-learning scripts, commercials, promos, even Um, even telephone prompts, all of these have got a kind of narrator-type person at the heart of them. And that's the trouble, really. They're often a kind of vague narrator. Now, books and dramas, animations, they have a really clear person or character behind the words. And that means that the voice actor can really become someone real. They can become someone that other people, the listener, can care about. Now, I was watching The Drums, uh, it's a publication or an online publication, I think, um, the world's best ads of all time earlier this week. They did a roundup of the 100 top TV and video ads of all time, which I'll um, put a link in the show notes to. Now, I get the impression, I might be wrong, but I get the impression that these have been voted... For by UK based people because there seemed to be an awful lot of UK ads in there. But there were others from different countries, so maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, the principles are going to be the same. And they're really worth looking at because there are a lot of voiceovers in these 100 top ads. And there are a lot of ads with no voiceovers at all, which again is really interesting. So either way, very much worth a watch and I'll pop it in the show notes but really what stood out to me was when you put a real person behind the words in the script that makes it so much easier for the writer and therefore the voiceover to tell the story obviously <laughs> i don't need to tell you here how important storytelling is so even with the shortest scripts, which were often just taglines, it was really clear that the writer had thought about who was going to say them. So one of the ads in there was a real classic, certainly for UK audiences. Um, it was a Yellow Pages ad with... Um, it's the J.R. Hartley Yellow Pages ad. It doesn't really matter what was in the ad if you don't know it. But the point was was that the tagline to it was... Good old Yellow Pages, we don't just help with the nasty things in life, like a blocked drain. We're there for the nice things too. Now, behind that really simple script is someone who's an actual person. There's someone who is from Yellow Pages, as given away by the fact that they say we. Someone who really cares. We don't just help with the nasty things in life. And someone who is reassuring. We're there for the nice things too. So this little tagline is full of gold for the voiceover to get behind. So thinking about the who of your voice at the point you're writing your script will make it easier for you to find the right words, easier for you to find the right voice to say those words. In this instance, it was someone who was reassuring, kind, and from the company, and much easier to direct on the day. So. Get personal. And the next thing is keep it simple. So, (laughs) long clunky sentences and predictable repetition, cliches, adjectives, corporate stuff. I could go on and on. Now, not all scripts are like this. They're not all full of long clunky sentences and predictable repetition, but a surprising amount (laughs) are. Now, I do appreciate that when you're writing, you often have a client or clients who want to pack the script with all sorts of information. They also say stuff like, well, you know, when we're writing for an audience like this, they like this kind of complexity. But it's always worth remembering that formal writing creates a barrier for listeners, whoever they are, and too much information can be overwhelming. Long sentences, complex words, this kind of thing, that can be really difficult to understand and really difficult to read out loud. So then it's easy for listeners to lose the thread of what you're saying and just zone out of the whole thing. But if you think of your script as a series of small ideas rather than a continuous monologue, it can make this sort of thing much easier. Now, I do this when I'm uh, scoping out this podcast, and in fact... If you look back, it's why there are quite a few five ways to do this or three simple steps to do this or that or the other. And when you look at most of them, even if they're not headed by that kind of title, I've usually broken stuff down into bite-sized sections. And quite often when I'm doing that, I've got halfway through scoping something out and thought, blimey, this is two episodes here. I need to cut back. I need to make these into two separate or even three separate things. Now, when I worked as a promo director, there were loads of instances when I went back to the client and said, look, we're trying to squeeze too much information in here. We've only got 30 seconds. Now, we could make two or three promos from different angles, which would be cool like a little series, or we just need to double down on this idea here. Researchers say we can only hold three or four things in our mind at any one time. And it's really worth remembering that because given that most people listening to whatever you're saying are probably also thinking about other stuff, like their dog and what they're going to have for tea and does that guy, that barista in Starbucks, does he actually fancy me? It's really worth taking note that simple is often better. Which brings us on to point three. Read your script out loud yourself before you get it signed off. And that before you get it signed off is really important because there's not a lot you can do if you find out too late in the day that what you've written sounds terrible (laughs) when it's actually being read out loud. When you read your own work, you quickly notice whether the words feel right and reading it silently in your head isn't enough. Because reading aloud means you'll notice everything that is wrong or right with that script. You'll notice words you don't normally say. You'll notice you're cramming in too many ideas. And also, really make a note of where you pause for breath. Because if your breaths fall in the middle of a sentence, and you just haven't got the breath to actually get that idea out, that is a really useful little flag. They're probably... moments where you need to rethink and redraft your script. Good voiceover scripts tend to feel a little more informal than stuff that's written down on a page. That's that kind of classic conversational tone, writing like we speak, that kind of idea. So the sentences are shorter and the words are more familiar. But, and this is interesting and something I've found many times, both when I'm reading myself and when I'm directing people, If your script on the page is written in these short little sentences, it can create a bit of a choppy staccato effect sometimes. When you're reading it yourself, notice if you are slavishly following the punctuation that you've put on the page. And if you are, and it's creating a sort of choppy effect, experiment with how you lay the script out on the page if you want a more flowing, chatty feel. It's less about changing the words and more about adapting the punctuation so it doesn't lead the voiceover down the wrong path. And you'll also notice if it really does feel conversational or if it feels kind of awkward, that sort of ad-speak conversational, which always makes me cringe when I hear it, or read it, quite honestly. And if it is, it's a sign you probably need to go back to point one and get more personal. Think about how that person would say words, think about how that person would speak. And before we leave this whole reading aloud idea, another thing to consider is pausing. A 30 second or 30 minute wall of sound feels relentless and dense, but the little old humble pause, that can breathe new life into the words that you're saying or your voiceover is saying. Because pauses they draw people in, and they can be as compelling as the words either side of them. And also, a little bit of space in a script means your voice can play around with the words more, not have to worry about squeezing them all in to a small thirty-second spot. The minute you read your own script out loud, not in your head, not under your breath, you'll discover all kinds of gold in it. Honestly, you will, and. If it's the kind of script that is time-critical, remember, leaving a second or two at the top and the tail is really important because you will need those beats once you get into the edit. So, three things to remember when you're writing scripts for voiceovers. And this isn't an exhaustive list, but it's a start. Get personal, keep it simple, and always read your script out loud before you get it signed off. And just before I go... If you've ever wondered about becoming a voice actor but you don't know where to start, I've got a masterclass coming up soon you might want to get on the waitlist for. It's called How to Become a Professional Voiceover," Even if You Haven't Been to Drama School. And if you want to be the first to know when it goes on sale and everyone on the waitlist will get a cheeky little discount, then the link is in the show notes. So, until next time, thank you so much for listening to the summer series of Talking Creative. And hopefully we will meet again. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to the Summer Series on Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing. If you enjoyed it, do leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode on social media so other people just like you can get the best out of their voice actors. And don't forget, you can head over to talkingcreative.co.uk for the whole series.